This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, just increase the progression. And then tomorrow, I think, hopefully he's going to play in. We have a B game here with Cleveland. If he plays in that, hopefully we can get him cleared and... Um, optimistic for potentially getting them on the road Friday. Do you have any more clarity or like a plan that you guys have asked, like, hey, maybe he doesn't play nine innings, or if he's go, he's go? I, if he goes, he goes. It, it could be a DH, too. I talked to Nelson a little bit last night, too, so he was trying to get kind of get stock of where we were and how he was doing. I know he was going to talk to AJ as well, so... Um, you know, the, the plan is to get him out in the field and let him play and, and hopefully can play in the field, but I think the backup plan would probably be DH. Look at Nelson Cruz showing off his real GM skills, checking <laughs> in with checking in with Bo <laughs> Mel. He wants to get a little kind of idea of how he's going to be able to use his star in Juan Soto. I see you, Nelly Cruz. He already preparing for life after baseball. Welcome in, Gwen and Chris. You are in the happy hour, 501 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello. Match great. Uh, Juan Soto seemingly has progressed well enough. We're getting towards the end of the week. That is the plan, and at least to this point, that he will fly out, meet the team, meet the Dominican team, and uh, then there'll be um, even less superstars here. Yeah, it's all right with me, honestly. If, if Juan Soto's calf flares up just to, just enough to keep him out of the tournament, it wouldn't really bother me that much. I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure it wouldn't. For him, I mean, obviously this is a great opportunity, and you know he wants to go play. I, I just don't want any Padre to get nicked up playing in this tournament, and you know with Juan Soto going over there with kind of a strained calf, you know I just, eh, I'm being protect, I'm being overly protective here is what I'm being. That sounds like it. Fernando in the lineup sounds today. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> he, will be, he will be in the lineup tomorrow. Joe Musgrove walking around the facility. I ran into Joe yesterday. He's coming in. Uh, he seemed to be not in as much pain. He had a piece of the, the toenail removed. He said that yeah. seemed to give him some serious relief. <sighs> and so, again, the toe is really its going to heal when it heals, and it's just going to be about pain tolerance for him um, as he moves forward. You know the man is doing everything he possibly can um, to get back. He was not in that cushion protective uh, uh, boot that he had. Yeah, he doesn't uh, want to miss a, an ounce of this season if he can no, help it. He doesn't. Uh, Xander mm. Bogarts and former Padre Jerickson Profar started their um, World Baseball Classic experience last night. Uh, they both went 0-4 with 2K. Xander Bogarts 
uh, was able to uh, – made a hell of a play to he, wrap up the game. Do we have that play, Scrape? Is that what you got on here? Uh, yes, let me get teed up real quick. Okay, well. A little highlight of the uh, Xander Bogarts acting, acting. We can rate the radio call on yes, this. It's actually a TV call, so we'll rate oh, the TV, TV call. call. But here it is from uh, FS1. Bouncing ball back up the middle. Snared at short. Bogarts, the 360, and the Netherlands opens things up with a day one win. That's a good way to end it. Good way to end it. I could almost picture that 360 by Xander Bogarts there. I I definitely could. By the way, I'd be remiss if we go any further into the show. And that's in a shout-out to all the women out there. International Women's Day uh, uh, going on right now. Yes. Who reminded Uh, you of that? What reminded me? Actually, nothing reminded me. I, I saw it earlier today, oh, really? and it's five. It's a five o'clock. We've gone through three hours of the show. We hadn't said anything yet. Good and as a father us. with three daughters and, and a wife, yeah. uh, it's probably something I should mention. So, yeah, Chris said good on us. I can't. I can't, uh, I can't wait to tell my wife that we mentioned it on the program today. <laughs> or you mentioned it on the program. I'm well, just, I'm just riding your program. coattails on this one. <laughs> I am coattail uh, riding. Padres uh, went down. Their pursuit of the Cactus League Championship took another hit. Yeah, Scraby's been sad ever since the uh, final score came up. Scraby, you got no chance now. Oh, I've already told you guys. I'm uh, moving on from the Cactus League title. I'm now focused on a different title. They're like five games back. It's over. It's over. You're right. It's over before it ever started. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. I mean, (laughs) there's no coming back from that. It's too you much of a deficit to face from the it, Cactus it is. League. It's, it's going to be too hard to overcome. Yeah, we know Kansas City is just playing lights out baseball right now. <laughs> Ten Refuse to lose baseball. <laughs> the Kansas City Royals spring training verse. We yeah. will not be beaten. Padres played at home today. They'll be in what my man Jesse Agler likes to call Little Ohio tomorrow uh, as they take on the Guardians. Little so, Ohio, uh, they call it, huh? Yeah, well, he calls it that. And he calls it that. He's well, gotten that everybody he to know the believe. real name of it. No, we we know it's Goodyear, but oh. he 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 has made everybody else believe because both the Reds and the Guardians share uh, the this, 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 oh. the facility. He is called creative it little, of Jesse yeah, Agler. There. Yeah, we've actually made people believe that that's actually what it's called too. So you know, I it's like even it. better. Very good, oh, Jesse. I've always been curious about how a team selects whether or not they're a grapefruit team or if they're a cactus league team because Cincinnati well, is closer for, to Florida. Well, for a long time, most of the teams were in Florida. Um, it wasn't until maybe 2006, 2007 oh. wow, that's that, you had, that you had the Dodgers move from Vero, Vero out here. You had... The White Sox moved from Tucson, Arizona. They moved down this way. They're sharing the facility with the Dodgers. You have both um, the Reds and Cleveland, I think, were. No, Cleveland might have been here already. Cleveland's the Reds been moved, here. Yeah, Reds moved here, and they decided to share a facility. I think once the sharing of the facilities thing had popped up and there was land here in Arizona to have it, that's when you started to see some of the teams. I remember the first year the Dodgers came. It was kind of exciting. It was like they spent, I think they spent half of their spring training in, in Florida, and then they made the move to Arizona. And it was cool just to finally be facing a team that you don't normally face during spring training. Most of the time you had to wait till the regular season to see the Reds or 
or uh, or the Dodgers. Yeah, it's pretty and, even uh, up now. It used to be like twenty to ten, where right. two thirds of the teams were in Florida, and uh, a select few were in Arizona. Now I don't know if the, you guys even remember this, but the Angels used to be in, in not in uh, in Arizona, Tempe. but in no, not even in Tempe. They used to be in Palm Springs. Oh, that's right. The Angels actually were in Palm Springs for many years. Well, I think those are the years when the Padres were in Yuma. Yep. And so yep. the bus trips were pretty lengthy, you know. I mean, if the Padres went to play the Angels, they had to bus from Yuma to Palm Springs. My goodness, that is a long time. That's well, a long drive. It's four hours, yeah. probably something like that. No, that, those days were those were those were like three game trips. Like they didn't right. They would stay there go for down the there for one game. Yeah, they right. would stay there for the weekend and play the Angels all three games in Palm Springs. So uh, that ballpark in Palm Springs, I believe, still exists. There's a minor league team there now. But uh, when I was growing up, my grandparents used to take me to a lot of Angels spring training games because they lived in Palm Springs, and I used to enjoy that. Getting, I saw Willie Mays. I saw Reggie Jackson when he was with the Oakland Athletics. I saw some, you know, some some great players back in the day when spring training baseball was kind of a game. It wasn't just totally an exhibition. And uh, the other one that was interesting was the Chicago Cubs, and this is even before my time. But I believe in the '60s, the Chicago Cubs had their spring training. Wait, home. wait! You said before your time, but oh, you said the it. '60s. Will you please stop? <laughs> Will you please just? Pay? Weren't you busy doing something over there? I, I was until I heard that. <laughs> the Sorry, Chicago Cubs were based on Catalina Island. Oh, whoa! Believe it or not, that's that's kind of awesome. Springs, yeah, that was definitely before my time. Yeah, maybe even that. the '40s or '50s, but they were on Catalina Island, just off the coast of L.A. So, yeah, those are crazy days in the Cactus League. But now it's very convenient. And yeah. wouldn't you rather be in the Cactus League? I mean, in Florida, they still got a, a bus all the way up percent. and down the state of Florida. Florida is the worst spring training on the planet. Yeah. Especially if you're a family. Because, you know, the thing about the Cactus League, you can literally come into Arizona and you, if you wanted to, could see every team in a week. Right. It would uh, my my guess is in, in in Florida it would take a lot longer to see every team because it's so spread out um, in Florida and so I just think it's a better it's a better family experience to do it in Arizona because everything is close you're not having to drive two three hours to get to a place yeah at the most everything is what maybe forty well sometimes with traffic is a little different but most of the things forty five minutes is the most you'll drive here in Arizona it's a much better by, setup by the way it's split perfectly now 15 in cactus league 15 yeah in grapefruit so there you go well, um, thanks guys that was a good breakdown of my seemingly innocuous question what was your question again I you had a question, question to kick all that off um i don't recall it i don't think we even answered it no i i think you did i don't even remember what i said now to be honest <laughs> um oh oh yes the question was uh how how do they choose which if they go to the grapefruit oh. or the cactus yeah, no, Man, they, it, that was a bad brain moment. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, some of these teams are so entrenched, especially in Florida. What I noticed is a lot of those teams are entrenched in the community. Like it's a part of the fabric of the community. So um, those ones probably aren't going anywhere anytime soon in terms of if they decided to move. Yeah, but right. they never uh, thought the Dodgers would leave Vero Beach. They sure didn't. Dodger, I mean, Vero was like its own place too for the Dodgers. Like it, yeah, it had a city different existed just for the Dodgers spring yeah. training, basically. Yeah, it it had a different feel to it. I never had a chance to go to Vero, but I've heard so many 
really wonderful things about it. All right, let's get to break. When we come back, uh, rate the radio call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, late, rate the radio late night call. edition of rate the radio call. Late night edition of rate the radio call coming your way. More Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mr. Cravey's got Rate the Radio Call coming up for us, a special late in the program edition. I got a couple of quick scores to pass along. Second half, North Carolina blowing out Boston College, 48-29. to and in the Mountain West, they're at halftime, Wyoming 38, New Mexico 35. That will come as a big surprise to a lot of people who expect New Mexico to make a deep run in that tournament. But they're down at halftime to Wyoming. Aztecs open with Colorado State tomorrow at noon. Scraby, you ready to roll? I am ready. All right, let's go. From the really, really good. Back to the wall. To the really, really bad. Burrow oh, right. right open. He throws. It's caught. <laughs> Mixon streaking down the sideline to the 20. Gets oh, a block baby. from Chase baby. and runs it into the We got some radio calls. Gwen and Chris are going to rate them. The right-handed hitter back in there. Strasburg ready to go. It's rate the radio call. The 1-2 pitch slider. Strike three ball. A no-hitter. On 97.3 Fan. Oh, rate the radio call. It's going to get popping, as they say, soon, because baseball calls, March Madness calls. Today, we have one We have one college actual in-game call, and then we have two NBA calls, but we have a college that did something for the first time in their basketball tournament for a long time. So I All wanted right. to get your guys' opinions on how this uh, this announcer handled that. So let's start with Houston Houston, Houston, and Houston, and Memphis on Sunday. Uh, they were tied at 65, and here is the Houston Cougars radio network. We're tied at 65, nine seconds to go. Jamal Shedd into the front court with six. Jamal Shedd with four. Jamal Shedd top of the arc with three. Shedd, the jumper for the win. It's good! Jamal Shedd with the winner at the buzzer! So, a buzzer beater right there. Do we need to hear it one more time, guys, before we get into the, the rating? I, would, I wouldn't be mad at it. Okay. We're tied at 65. Nine seconds to go. Jamal Shedd into the front court with six. Jamal Shedd with four. Jamal Shedd top of the arc with three. Shedd, the jumper for the win. It's good! 
good. Jamal Shin with the winner at the buzzer. All right, Chris, that is the Houston call. Rate yeah. that radio call. I'll give it a seven. It was pretty good. Uh, you know, the only thing that I found lacking there was that he said the guy was at the top of the arc. And then never described where he was again. If he was at the yeah. top of the arc, it would have been a three-pointer. And I know it wasn't a three-pointer. I know it was a two-point shot. Uh, I think he went uh, dribbled over to the right elbow before he took that shot. But anyway, uh, it's hard to get a lot of that stuff in with nine seconds and the clock running down. But I thought he set it up pretty well. I thought his uh, his pacing was good. And his celebration was, you know, about right. So I'll give it a seven. All right, Tony, one to ten rate that radio call. I'll one up Chris and say seven and a half. Uh, I thought I thought the same thing. Uh, I'm just being a little more generous in terms of <laughs> he told us top of the key, but there was about two or three seconds that went off before the shot. So you would have to assume if you didn't see the play that he shot it from the top of the arc. But it sounds like he got a little bit closer. So it would have been nice to know that exact. But other than that, I thought the call was pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, All right. Pretty. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> uh, next call is Knicks. I was just letting that happen. Knicks and the Heat from last Friday. Uh, the Knicks are down one in this clip with less than 10 seconds to go, and they do have the ball. This is New York Knicks Radio. Randall against Butler. Five seconds. Strip. Ball loose. Randall gets it back. Three seconds. Straight away for three. Knocks it down. Randall in the corner with point seven to go. And the Knicks have the lead. 122, 120. Yeah! Yeah! What a shot! Who is that? Walt Frazier going is crazy. That, is that him? Is that yeah, Walt? Clyde. Good. <laughs> I almost want to hear it again just for his reaction. Let me get it one more time. Okay. Randall against Butler. Five seconds. Strip. Ball loose. Randall gets it back. Three seconds. Straight away for three. Knocks it down. Randall in the corner with point seven to go. And the Knicks have the lead. 122, 120. Yeah. Yeah. What a shot. All right, Tony, you're All up right. first here. That was intense. Um, I like how you just randomly keep screaming even after he's done screaming, so that was pretty fun. But, Tony, 1 to 10 rate that radio call. A 6. Mm. It was a 6. Uh, there really was no clarification of where Butler was, or excuse me, where Randall was on the floor. I saw the play, so I know where it was at. It actually gives me a little bit better idea of how to grade this. Um, so that's the first issue, um, and really the only issue. The call was fine in itself, but not enough description, um, and, you know, I could have done without Walt's third. Woo! The first two were cool, but the third one felt like it was a little bit forced, so I knocked it down to a six. Thirteenth one. <laughs> it might have been. Uh, so you got him a six. Six. Uh, Chris, one to ten. I'm going to go a little lower call. than that. I'm going to go to mm. a four and a half. Whoa. I, and I'm not, it really doesn't have a lot to do with Walt Frazier. It has everything to do with the play-by-play guy who didn't really tell us where the ball was at all. 
Yeah. Uh, had no idea. It got stripped. Uh, he picked it up. He made the shot. Did he even say it was a three-point shot? I he don't did. know. He did. He said fall um, away three. He didn't. He never told me how much time was remaining, which is kind of an important thing. And you know what? Since the, reason the game I, was not over. The reason I set it up this way it, with with less than 10 seconds to go is because I had no idea how much time was left. Right. I mean, if you, if you make a shot to take the lead in the NBA – it's important that you tell me how much time's remaining because the other team can call timeout and still get a chance to shoot at the other end. I believe right? this was a this was a game. No, winner. it wasn't a buzzer beater. Because it was not. He didn't say oh. the game was over. No, it was a buzzer beater. It yeah, was it a was. buzzer beater. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then did he say it was a buzzer beater? I don't believe game so. Over? I don't believe. Can so. we hear the last part We're of that? Have to hear, hear it one more time, or sure. hear the, hear, might as well listen. Get ready for Walt Frazier. Here. <laughs> <laughs> and the Knicks have the lead. So that means the game was not over. This shot so you came need with to like tell a me how much I think well, I think the uh, maybe think there was a the second, video, but you at least got to tell me what the time is. Yeah, no, in the video originally there was no time on the clock, but I think they ended up putting maybe a couple tenths uh, 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 on the clock. But on the screen it did say zero zero zero, but I think they did add time. All right. Well, but either way, he didn't. He didn't. If it did say zero zero zero, it wasn't clear to him because he didn't say the game is over. He just said he never. They take the lead. No, I just kept hearing (laughs) that over and over. (laughs) Walt. All right. Final NBA one, and then we have a college one to finish it up. But Jazz at Mavs. I believe this was last night. It's a. It's in the fourth quarter. It's a close game. Here is the Mavs radio network. Abazi for a catch-and-shoot three. Front rimmed it, no good, and Irving way upstairs to get the rebound. And out of the traffic, he comes along the right sideline to Holiday. Back to Irving, open right wing, three heads. And a timeout by Will Hardy. And fourth quarter, Kyrie has arrived in time. I like how he stops. He's like, what do I say here? Uh, has arrived in time. Chris, you're up first here. One to ten rate that radio call. Nine. Nine, wow. Nine, right wow. wing three, man. Thank you very yes. much. First one to describe Thank it. you very much to somebody out there who tells me exactly where that shot came from. He went high for the rebound. Yeah, he did say that, it up too. through some traffic, made a pass, got it back, and then he actually said a right wing three. That is yes, he did. what I've been after for the whole time we've been doing this <laughs> segment, is for people to describe where the shots are coming from. And that did it. So I, I I didn't even consider anything else. I just gave it a nine because of that. All right, Tony, one to ten, rate that radio call. I'm also going nine. Same wow. reasons. He nailed everything, and because it wasn't a game winner, he, he was able to kind of take his time to get it in that that little spice he added at the end there. I, I liked it <laughs> nine. All right, good job. Let's hear it one more time since that was the best one of the day. Abazi for a catch-and-shoot three. Front rimmed it, no good, and Irving way upstairs to get the rebound. And out of the traffic he comes along the right sideline to Holiday, back to Irving, open right wing, three heads. And a timeout by Will Hardy. And fourth quarter Kyrie has arrived in time. Yeah, that was pretty good. Gotta say, I know everything that happened there. So. I like clean. That was clean. That was. And fourth quarter, Kyrie. He has arrived. Arrives. <laughs> That's Just good. in time. Just thank, in time. All right. This, fi- for that. this final one isn't actually any uh, play-by-play, but it is Furman University doing something for the first time in a very long time against Chattanooga. So here is the announcer, uh, Dan Scott, on Furman Radio, telling all of his listeners what has happened. So Jalen Slauson gets it in to J.P. Pegues. 
JP across midcourt gives it to Slauson with three seconds, with two, and for the first time since 1980, Furman Purple reigns in the Southern Conference. The Furman Paladins are going to the NCAA Tournament. 88-79 the final. Furman over Chattanooga. So that was uh, the first time in 43 years that Furman done that. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, Tony, my, that's who I'm putting in my bracket, Furman. Furman, okay. Tony, yeah. uh, 1 to 10, rate, there, rate that radio reaction. Give it a 6.5. Really? You were overly uh, excited. I, I, th- I thought that he could have been more excited for right. a team that hadn't been there in 40-something years. I that just, is true. <laughs> it didn't move me. It didn't move me the way I felt like that should have moved me. So, you know what? I, now that you say it, you're right. I feel bad for six and a half, so I'm going to give him a seven. All right. Chris? Chris? I don't feel bad. I'll give him a six and a half. <laughs> You'll give him a six and a half. Well, huh? the emotion just wasn't quite there. I mean, I, I, I should have been uh, – Tony's right. There should have been some emotion. I, I should have felt a little emotion listening to the excitement of a team making the tournament for the first time in 43 years. Sounded like he kind of wrote it out ahead of time, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Furman that's Purple reigns supreme. It sounded like he was reading that off a sheet of paper, and that's probably why it didn't come off with much emotion. Because anytime you read it, even if you've written something emotional, it doesn't come off with much emotion. You know, I use the yeah. phrase "reign supreme" a lot in my life, so yes, but it would pur- just come tip see of, how, top of see, mouth or tip of my tongue. Rain supreme. Purple Rain. Uh, uh, oh. See, I think he had the double entendre yeah. there. He oh. was trying to get to Double entendre. Yeah. Did Purple you know what a paladin Supreme. was? I realized I had to go look this I up after the fact. I don't have any idea what a paladin is. No. As the Furman Paladins. They yes. are uh, medieval knights. All right. Medieval That's awesome to know. I thought it had something to do with your taste buds. That's I also awesome thought it had something to do with turtles for some reason. Turtles. Terrapin, paladin, kind of sound the same. Not really. <laughs> just put no, I mean, a terrapin. Change the first letter on the word, and then all of a sudden it, it's it's the same thing? If there were to be like, hey, there's two words in front of you. Pick the one that is, means tortoise. I would possibly pick paladin, because I have no idea what a terrapin is. So. <laughs> That's it for Rate the Radio Call. Okay, Scraby, well done. We got our interview of the day right around the corner. Stick around for that. Any late-breaking uh, Wednesday evening news, we'll have it for you on Gwen and Chris. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Seven on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ellum, Matt Scraby. Aztecs kick off their Mountain West conference quest tomorrow. What time do they play tomorrow, y'all? 12 o'clock. Noon. 12 o'clock. High noon. Yeah, they got the first Ooh. game of the day. Is it CBS? Uh, no. Uh, I don't know what CBS it is. CBS Sports? <laughs> I don't know. It's a really good. Be able to, it's a really good question, Tony. Let me. I see might be if able I to can... watch at least in. in oh, wait, no. You guys are an hour behind. Yeah, CBS, CBS Sports, Sports Network. Network. CBS no. Sports Network. So at, that means one o'clock my time. One o'clock your time, but you don't no, come. On, that won't get. Oh, to watch you won't it. be able to watch any. 
Yeah. That's okay. Got, I'll uh, get it on an iPad or something. You'll get it somewhere. CBS Sports Network tomorrow at noon against the Colorado State Hams. Uh, score update, by the way. Well, hold on, hold on, hold Wait, on. Colorado State Hams. Hams. I call them the Hams sometimes. Oh, oh I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That's all. I don't know how Lori would take that. She doesn't take it too well. <laughs> she does not take it too well. She went to Colorado State, so. But uh, there isn't there, there a whole lot. I know. I know. <laughs> but I think she'll be mad at what Scraby said about her earlier. So I think that I didn't say anything about her. her. Away. You keep putting words into my mouth. Yeah. I, I didn't say you, anything. I can't believe you criticized Lori's NCAA basketball picks like that. I didn't criticize anything, Chris. You did, and I'm going to hear about it later. Oh, well, that, uh, that makes me feel better. Yeah, well, I'm going to pass it right along to you. Uh, <laughs> second half, Wyoming's uh, still ahead of New Mexico, although it's just a one-point game now. 47-46, to 46, 15 minutes to play in the Mountain West Conference Tournament first-round game. Tony, okay. we have to give, uh, give people a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Padres Spring Training game. And go ahead, so, handle it. Yeah, I'll do. I'll uh, just deal handle with this. it. Yeah, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll be happy to. Uh, at stake here is a couple of tickets to a game. Also, you get to qualify to uh, win a trip to uh, Peoria. Five hundred dollars Southwest gift card to get you there. Five hundred dollar Visa gift card to help find a place to stay. Go to PeoriaSportsComplex dot com for tickets and info. Uh, we'll take the first caller who can correctly answer this question. Who is the only Padre to hit more than one home run so far this spring? Huh. Who is the only Padre to hit more than one home run so far this spring? If you think you know, I don't. dial in at 833-288-0973. Tony says, I do. Tony knows. 833-288-0973. First person with the correct answer will uh, qualify to win a trip to go see the Padres in Peoria. And wouldn't that be fun? Let's check check traffic, and then uh, we'll get you to our interview of the day. Drew Goodman, Rockies play-by-play voice. One of my favorite broadcasters, by the way. Just really enjoy just sitting back, listening to him call a game. Drew Goodman is uh, our our guest here. And, uh, Drew, uh, how are things in the world of the Colorado Rockies these days? First of all, thank you for that uh, salutation coming in, man. That's a nice welcome. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, I just got back. From uh, Scottsdale, 24 hours ago, I was down there for the better part of a week, and um, this is—I I think you guys would agree. Um, going back to your playing days, Tony, my favorite time of year. Uh, I guess if you're a player and you know you're on the roster, it's a good time of year. If you're not so sure, maybe it's uh, not as good a time of year. But for broadcasters, it's awesome. You know, typically the weather's good and everybody's optimistic. So. Um, you know, I, I would start there. Obviously, for the Rockies, the the prognosticators don't have you know the Rockies uh, very high up there. And then they got a blow last week when Brendan Rodgers was lost for the year with a shoulder injury, and then Lucas Gilbreth uh, went down with Tommy John. So it wasn't wasn't a great week. But they have some young players coming that are getting people excited. Well, Drew, let's talk about that. Since you brought it up, Brandon Rogers finds the news about his shoulder likely to miss the whole year. That opens up uh, the door for some young guys, including one Alan Trejo, who has gotten some time here in the last few years at the big league level. For those who might be familiar with that name, he's an Aztec for life. Drew, how do you see 
um, his prospects in terms of being able to kind of step into that spot where Brandon Rogers was expected to be at? Yeah, well, again, you know Alan well. Um, I know the story because your dad originally um, recruited him. And Alan is a not a good dude. He's a great dude. I mean, I love Alan. Um, and I really like his game also because I think there's – I think there's some extra base hit in his bat. I think he yeah. plays kind of with a good hip on his shoulder because he's kind of been labeled, uh, you know, a super utility type player. Um, he's got a great glove. I really like him defensively, but I think I think there's some bat there, and I think he's going to have an opportunity. I really do. I think he's going to have an opportunity to, uh, you know, to to be in the big leagues. Uh, hopefully. The, for for a full year this season um and and help the rockies out he's one of those guys that uh you know still young and still has something to prove and uh so i'm a big fan of alan treos drew goodman the voice of the uh, colorado rockies we are uh big fans of his uh talk about a couple of these young players that uh, we may not know a whole lot about uh ezekiel tovar uh, shortstop, uh, Michael Tolia, outfielder, or Toglia, right fielder. Yeah. Guys that the Rockies are counting on to be ready to go this year. Uh, what are, what can we expect from them? We're going to probably see those guys on opening day here in San Diego. Yeah, well, you'll definitely see Tovar. Um, and I'm excited uh, about Tovar. I think of all the young players. And the, and the Rockies system, which was uh, you know, not really well thought of about three, four years ago, um, now uh, they're kind of a consensus top 10 uh, minor league uh, system. And I think it begins right now, the transition to replacing, you know, some of the more familiar names from yesteryear, if you will, the, you know, the Arenados and the stories for the Rockies to make that, you know, that kind of postseason run. Uh, it's going to begin with guys like Ezekiel Tobar. He's a, he's a top 30 uh, prospect nationally. Uh, he plays well beyond his years. I know that's a cliche, but he's 21. He can really defend and, uh, he'll surprise. He's not, he's not a huge guy. He's kind of like six foot, 185 pounds, but he's got some pop in his bat and he came up late last year. He's not afraid. And again, I know that's a go-to type of term, uh, but I think this kid has a chance be a really good big league player i mean uh, a guy that's maybe a 15 homer uh you know 285 plus uh type of offensive player with with doubles mixed in and a plus plus defender so of all the guys that that'll be talked about at least initially this year for the rockies there'll be heavy focus on tovar and i think he'll handle it going to michael tolia you know he's uh he's a kid that uh, played at ucla big athletic guy six five like 235 240 uh plays a, a well above average first base but you can also as you guys mentioned you can play him in the outfield and, and you see that big body uh but he moves really well the key for him to be honest i mean he's got power is is the strikeouts i mean he struck out last year in a big league debut as you know he had 80 to 100 at bats so not a not a huge sample size but he struck out about 37 percent of the time he knows that's got to go down. And so far in spring training, again, it's early, 20 at bats, he's got five knocks, but he's punched out 10 times. So like a lot of young power hitters, he's going to have to get the ball and play more 
you know, to to break with the Rockies here in uh, you know in late March. Drew Goodman, Rockies play-by-play voice, joins us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And, and Drew, you you were talking about some of the young guys. Uh, I saw El Uri's El. Was it is it Mont is how you say a Montero's first name? Well, you know, I I've asked him a bunch of times. It, it's a it's a it's a hard name to say. It's El Aris Montero. I'm much El better Aris. with the Montero than with his first name. <laughs> El Aris. But I think both of us fit into that category for sure. But Montero being a winner. But you guys have some veterans on that team. Obviously, Blackman is back. I, I thought Randall Gritchick had a, a pretty good season. Certainly against the Padres, he played well. Um, you got some veterans that are mixed in there. And let's not forget Chris Bryant, who had really a tough go of it last year. He was marred with injuries when he was in the lineup. He was productive. What type of boost um, do you think having a Chris Bryant um, for the full season uh, in this lineup can do for the Rockies this year? Well, th- there's no question. I mean, C- Chris Bryant is an established star. He's a former uh, MVP. He played only 42 games last year. Uh, he's off to a great start in the spring for what that's worth, but the Rockies need him to play 150 games. Uh, they need him to, you know, hit probably third in the lineup and and be the Chris Bryant that everybody's familiar with. Because the Rockies, surprisingly, you know this, Tony, because you see us all the time, Chris, you see us all the time, is that, you know, you always assume, oh, the Rockies are terrific offensively, struggle on the mound, and and, and that's been the typical storyline. Rockies have not been very good offensively for several years, and uh, they haven't hit home runs. Um, they haven't, uh, you know, they, they haven't slugged and, uh, that's a team, as we know, playing half their games at Coors Field. So the challenge for the Rockies is to keep Brian healthy and to get production from other guys. You mentioned Randall Gritchick. He's going to start the year on the, uh, on the injured list. Shouldn't miss too much. He's coming off, uh, an oblique, uh, a, not an oblique injury, but, uh, he had surgery for, um, uh, for you know an abdominal strain kind of in their area, so he's he's. I, I talked to him briefly the other day. He's working out. He's swinging the bat again, but he'll probably be delayed a couple of weeks. But it, the, the Rockies are going to need those veteran guys, Blackman, who's going to be 37, uh, to be solid, and then they're going to need some good stories. Quite frankly, they're going to need the Monteros and the Tovars and and hopefully a Tolia, you know, to really step forward where, you know, people are talking about them beyond the confines of the Rocky Mountains. Drew, uh, this uh, starting rotation, Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, uh, Senzatella, I know, is battling some injuries. Uh, but these guys have been there for a while in, in Denver, and, you know, they've always been really good on the precipice of being better than really good. Is there anything to suggest that this is the year that they can be a little more consistent and and really give make the make things difficult on teams who come to Denver? Because I mean, you know, Marquez and Freeland especially have been so inconsistent the last few years. It's hard to really get a feel for them. Herman Herman is really talented. He's the most talented pitcher the Rockies have. Uh, didn't have a great year last year. I know he's going to be super motivated. Freeland, you know what he brings. Tenacious competitor. You hope he can pitch more like he did in 2018. Um, and then they need a couple other good stories. Feltner, Gomber, you know, Orania, who you guys know. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that pans out. But Herman is by far the most talented guy, and he's got a pitch like he did a year and a half ago when he was an all-star. All right, Drew, last one for me. 
you mentioned coming down, doing a few games last week. It was probably your first taste of this pitch clock. No shifts. <laughs> what were your thoughts? What are going to be your adjustments with these games moving at a little bit quicker pace? Well, it's interesting because the game does fly, and I know what it's on average. It's been what twenty five, thirty minutes shorter, yeah. and I, I think it will be somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty to twenty five minutes shorter in the regular season. Um, guys adjust, um, players adjust, broadcasters have to adjust. I think uh, you certainly got to make sure you get the break quickly, and you you might have to be a little more clipped. This will be tough for me with stories. In other words, <laughs> yeah, uh, they have to me. go with the clip note story version as opposed to the um, war and peace version of the uh, of whatever story you're <laughs> advancing. Well, if anybody can pull it off, it'll be you, Drew Goodman, and uh, and Drew. Make sure you. I mean, I don't Tony gets a chance to see him. I I I got a chance to actually see him last spring at a ball game, but. Say hi to Bud Black for us. I mean, we still all just uh, love him here in San Diego and the former Aztec, like both Tony and I. So uh, we wish Bud the best at all times and uh, think he's a remarkable manager. And uh, I hope you say hi to him for us. And uh, we appreciate you. I, I ab- I, yeah, no, I absolutely will. It's always great being out with you guys. Buddy's the best. You guys know that. Um, real quick, before uh, before you kick me out, um, are you guys are you guys going to be any good? Have you made any moves of note the last couple of years? <laughs> I'll let Tony handle that. There? Tony, anything? You know, you know, Drew. They they say uh, they say we're going to be pretty good this year. That's that's at least a rumor going around. Yeah, I, I tell you what, I'm I'm excited about uh, watching you guys play, and I'm excited to you know it'll be fun to see the Rockies you know compete with you guys early the first uh, four games of the season, but. Man, that's that's a, an exciting lineup, and you get back a pretty good player. What, when's he coming back? May what? April April twentieth. Is it yeah. April twentieth? Yeah, he gets to come back early because they went so far in the playoffs last year. That wiped oh, out some of wow. his suspension. So yeah, Tatis is back April twentieth. So it's going to yeah. be a rough year I, in San what? Diego. Like, I I think I could you could put a blindfold over me and I could write out that lineup. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably going to give more heartache to to Bo Mel than it is going to be peace. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't go wrong, man. I mean, no, come on, you can't. You can't. And is uh, real quick? Is, yeah. it, is it is it Jacob Cronenworth now? That's a good question. That's a really good. That's a fair question. That is. That is because it's definitely He's, been brought up and talked he, about. He wants to keep it Jake, doesn't he, Tony? He does. He wants to keep it Jake. Although he, everybody who's close to him calls him Jacob, but. Jake is fine, he said. Well, it hits home because my oldest son is Jacob, and he had one coach who called him Jake, and I used to chuckle. I go, nobody calls him Jake but this coach, so it's kind of funny. But um, yeah. yeah, they came He's up one with it. Somebody tweeted too. it out a week or so ago, and Jake, I think Jake kind of put put a kibosh on it, but there were stories on from him in college, and they called him Jacob Cronenworth. So I think he'll, yeah. he'll probably get a little bit of both of it, but he seems to want to just keep it simple and just stick with Jake. He doesn't well, like too much well of a know. fuss to be made. Yeah, that's another good dude, man. You got you got some good guys who who also can play a little bit. We're looking forward okay. to it, Drew, and uh, we'll see you for opening uh, weekend uh, with the Rockies. Thanks for Thanks, your time, Drew. as right, always. Appreciate it. Yeah, look look forward to it, Tony. I'll see you. I'll see you shortly, man. All right, take care.
All right, there he goes, Drew Goodman, uh, Rockies play-by-play voice for AT&T Sportsnet, joining us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way at the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. All right, we got to wrap things up. we got to get on out of here. Quick update from the Mountain West Conference Tournament. New Mexico now starting to pull away, leading Wyoming 64-53. Midway through the second half, Aztecs, Colorado State, they play at noon tomorrow. We'll be on right after that game, so make sure you're tuned in to Gwen and Chris at 2 o'clock on 97.3 The Fan. For Scraby, Tony, good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 